our next speaker is Mario Paredes Campaña. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Mario Paredes. Uh, before I start, uh, let's do a hand show. How many of you are accountants here? <laughs> all right, don't be shy. Okay, just a couple. All right. Okay, so first of all, uh, don't worry, don't be shy. Uh, first of all, uh, an apology uh, to the accountants. I'm going to be extremely simplistic on the on the talk, purposefully. And uh, accounting is simple. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for those non-accountants, I will apologize as well because uh, the talk uh, uh, will be dealing with not only accounting but also a little bit of the context context around it. So, uh, what I'm going to talk about today is uh, about an institution that is uh, embedded in our society and we don't see it. It's so, so, so deep on in the foundations that we don't see it anymore. It, it's, it's just like the water for the fish, it's the usual analogy. So, what we have today, and this started uh, down in, in the 1500s in Venice, uh, is a double entry accounting system. It's, this is a really like the, the most simplistic way of presenting it. And this has made possible capitalism as we know it today. This way of uh, taking things into account uh, has allowed every kind of organization to uh, calculate and to strive for uh, create profits uh, in the long term. So that's essentially what we're trying to, to deal with. If we want to do anything to change society, if we want to do anything to change the economy, we have to deal with this problem, the little problem of profit. Everybody's trying to make a profit, whether you're a corporation or a, a private contractor or just a worker. Most of people are trying to do something for profit. We are here to try to change that. Uh, so how do we do, how do we deal with that? Uh, well, a lot of people have worked, uh, accountants and non-accountants have worked, uh, to develop uh, a more comprehensive, more, more, more accurate way of, of uh, integrating accounting. They created things like CSR, like corporate uh, social responsibility, uh, big corporations. And uh, so there's a number of things that have been added to the basic structure uh, to sort of make a, a, a wider account of what's really going on. But the problem is, that even though this is great, the foundation hasn't been challenged. We're still looking for that profit. That is the main problem with it. <coughs> um, so, we have here a, um, a quote by Schumpeter, uh, that capitalism generates a formal spirit of critique, but basically uh, the only thing that matters is profit. And it's defined by the accounts, by the way we account, we record that activity that we do, whatever activity is it that we're doing. Um, so we have to remember that the accounting books are not just a number of uh, a set of numbers there. They're actually uh, an account in the old sense of the word. They're, they're a story. We tell a story by the way we present the information to other people. What we're telling. What kind of story are we telling when we tell this story of these numbers that go from all these accounts, uh, all these uh, numbers that we saw before, and they go all the way there directed towards this end line, the end, the punchline at the end, the profit. That's the problem that, that we have. The story that we have is telling us that we have to go towards some kind of profit. Um, and th then, uh, more troublingly, that role of accounting hasn't been properly challenged. 
It's been all the time there. It's been centuries in, in the building. It's really deep there, but hasn't been properly challenged. Well, it has been challenged a couple of times, but really with not much traction. And uh, it's because people think of accounting as, as something complex. Uh, oh, it's just something for the accountants to, do, to deal with. But it actually is affecting every single one of us all the time. We probably don't feel it that way, but it does. And that's one of the problems. So what I'm going to do today is to talk a little bit about one of the proposals that uh, has been done, has been made, to challenge those, that foundation of uh, capitalism and accounting. Um, Rudolf Steiner, um, Austrian philosopher and economist, proposed back in 1922 a number of possibilities to reform um, the economy. And, uh, well, he started by, uh, by proclaiming that human labor uh, has a problem in the way that we treat it today, and it's that it's been treated as a commodity. We buy and sell and buy and sell, and the market decides the price. Um, and that is a problem. Because what we have is that, on the one hand, we have that the, traditionally uh, the objective of the economy has been defined as to meet human needs. It should be enlarged to include the, the, the protect the environment and uh, all of these things, correct? But traditionally, that's what it's, what's been done. Um, but then, the role that we give to corporations is maximizing profits. In some countries, it's actually illegal not to go and strive to do your best to get your, your maximum profit. Uh, so we have a problem there. We have a conflict. We have a, um, that for the people, normal people like us, the problem is that our income to fulfill those needs is actually a cost for the corporation. And so there's a clash. We want to have more income, but the corporation wants to reduce the cost. So this is a conflict, and it is in the core of our civilization. Um, of course, this is deeply related with the question of who owns the enterprise and who gets the profit. So this, these are really intertwined uh, issues. And uh, so the proposal is uh, basically, well, we have a, a, a little bit of a joke there. But uh, yeah, the proposal is, uh, is uh, to create an economy of needs. Um, so. The idea with an economy of needs is to declare that uh, instead of uh, <coughs> striving for profit, we should create an economy that is stemming from, from human culture, that is uh, not induced or created by a market or, or not, not artificially. And it requires that all commercial companies uh, should have a primary goal, and it is to meet a real need, not profit just to meet a real need. And then, if, if we are to work in that, in that space, no one should have to do work that doesn't meet, meet a need. And that is a big issue, because we have a lot of jobs that really are pointless, if we want to call them that way. Uh, I can think of many of them, I don't want to hurt anyone, so I'm not going to give examples, but uh, there's a number of examples of, of professions or, or, or uh, jobs that really don't, don't produce anything. Uh, so in this, but then in this scenario, if we actually were to do this, this, if we were to accept these two premises, what we would have is that the creation of jobs through economic growth doesn't make sense. Because what you want is to actually create, uh, solve 
a necessity, solve a need. Once you do that, if you're actually striving to do that, growing for the sake of growing doesn't make sense. So uh, how do you do that? Uh, well, we have to define a couple of things. First thing is how salaries go. Uh, we have that an hour of an executive uh, and an hour of a, a worker, not executive. In our current economy, uh, they're highly different. They have different pay. They're paid differently. Uh, but what we have to take into account is that they are the same hour. Each one of them are working as hard as they can to do what, they, what they're doing. And each one of them are sacrificing an hour of their lives that they could be doing, I don't know, spending with their families or uh, playing bridge or whatever it is that they want to do. Uh, the same hour is the same hour. So that's labor. That's their labor. And a different thing, separate thing, is the value that they produce. So they both work the same hour, but they produce a different amount of value for the organization they're working for. So what we can actually differentiate, to make a sort of pay or remunerate, is the value they produce, but not the labor. And as we saw, what we're selling and buying currently is labor, not value. So, uh, already. Okay. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the meat of it. So, um, what we have here is a really basic way of presenting the accounts of a, an organization. In this case, it's a sole trader. What we have is that we have an income made of sales of goods and services. We have uh, some uh, overhead, some expenditures that we have. And at the end, we have a, a profit that is for your own use. And so you have some reserves and some capital. And that's the way a sole trader would basically work and make in his, in his mind. Any trader, sorry, any tradee uh, would have that, that in their mind. If we compare that with the corporation, we have that the first part is the same. But then what we do is that we separate his own use and we put the salaries as a, as a cost and the profits, the dividends, goes for the stakeholder, for, um, for the shareholder, sorry. Um, and that is the problem. Now, how do we solve that? What's the proposal? This, the proposal then is, okay, we keep the same and we send those uh, salaries back to the profit, as if, as we do normally, currently, if we are a sole trader. Now, it requires a number of adjustments. It's not that easy. So uh, the idea is to create an organization where the em employees, everybody in the organization, decides what is it that they're going to be paid to along the year. Uh, these are agreed salaries uh, that will allow for a decent life, not, not super wow, but a, a decent life, uh, adjusted by the size of the household, uh, minus other household incomes, plus uh, superannuation and extra things. And that gives you the salary that you would have during the, 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 whole, the whole year. Um, and then you have to, <coughs> uh, to give donations. This is the idea originally by Steiner. In his mind, uh, all organizations should be owned by the employees, all of them, no exceptions. So all the money that didn't go to salaries should go to donations for the 
cultural institutions, and social welfare. <coughs> uh, that was the idea originally for, for by Steiner. And uh, there's as well some further refinements that have been proposed in case that if we want to keep something for the capital uh, capitalists, uh, there could be dividends and yields to, uh, to be calculated as well with if we keep the same structure. Uh, difference is uh, dividends is if you still have shares. And uh, there's been proposed as well that instead of giving shares to, to capitalists, you should give them bonds. They invest for a specific return on investment, and they, they have no ownership of the organization, but they do get, get a return on their, on their investment. They, they can calculate how much it is. Uh, so I'll run because I'm running out of time. So if we, so we, what we would have to do is to balance the income and the, and the expenses, and if we have insufficient income, what we have to do is to decide how do we reduce the costs, and if we have too much income, we can decide how to distribute all this area. Um, now, there's a quote here by Doc Smith and Führer. Give people a tool if you want to make them change. So what we want to do, what we would love to do, is to offer an option, offer a tool like this one, like changing the, the way we do the accounts. And that way, we introduce a way, different way of thinking. It is, it is really a problem that, uh, sorry, this is, it is really a problem that uh, uh, there will be a lot of opposition to what this proposal. Uh, the taxman won't like it. Uh, the, uh, all sorts of institutions will be against it. But uh, you can actually run this inside the organization. You can do calculations in this way while you keep your reporting outside <coughs> in the traditional manner. <coughs> what happens if you do that? People start thinking in different ways. And that's how you introduce a, a tool, and how you get people to think and get used to a different way of understanding how labor is and what, what it is. Um, so what happens in the end is uh, we have a, that labor, instead of being a cost, it would be a condition of the income. And two questions would arise at the same time. You would have two masters, sort of speaking. One, return for the capital, and one, salaries. If you have two masters instead of just instead of just the one profit, you are more likely to find your optimal size. The organization, as we have seen yesterday, most uh, most uh, cooperatives they they grow up to a certain point and then they hover around it because they found the, the right size for their operations, and that's what we strive for. Um, so, to, end, to finish because I'm out of time, uh, by modifying accounting, we can see our place in the economy with different eyes, and those eyes are the ones we need for creating the new economy.